You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Got it. (laughs) Awesome. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Salty Sex Cast. It is Mariah here, and I have a really fun guest um, who's very different time zones than me. We had to do math and everything to get her here. <laughs> we did. And that's not part of our usual work. No, so. no, I don't want math. I one plus two is three. Okay, cool. Right. That's how we do those threesomes. Um, just kidding. So I have Amber Mallory with me today and, um, she is a certified sex educator, um, who also happens to work at a really fantastic place. I'm going to let Amber tell us all about it because I won't do it justice. Um, and I'm going to fangirl just a little bit because I'm just really excited about this service. So Amber, do you mind telling us what you do? Okay. So my name is Amber Mallory. I am a certified sex educator and currently I work for a company called Sex School Hub. So we are an ethical porn company and kind of what that entails is we're taking pornography and we're transforming that into a space for education, for enlightenment, and really just for discovering yourself and for building upon what you may know or breaking down things that you've learned that are super unhealthy. So basically my day-to-day with sex school is I kind of go over and make sure that everything that we're doing is done ethically. It has that academic background, but beyond all of that, that we're still having fun and maintaining kind of that eye for things that a consumer might not see, but that we as professionals might overlook. So, you know, you're watching a choke scene and someone's doing a proper choke, like, you know, holding from the sides instead of holding like this. (laughs) And um, we might overlook that as professionals because we see it and we go, yes, of course, that's how you choke someone. And I have to step in and say, hang on, we we have to explain this a little bit. Yes, we have to make a footnote, make a, a bookmark or something like this, or we have to bring this up later in the episode. So I'm kind of mending between the two worlds of being a sex educator and being that professional in that environment environment and then taking um, a step back and living as a consumer or participant in this kind of scenario and thinking, what would I need to know if I was there or if I was watching this? So it's really, it's exciting stuff, different, very exciting. So you have almost two separate audiences. Yes. Okay. That's really neat. And then let's pull back just for anyone who's never heard (laughs) ethical porn before. It could be a very new word for some of our listeners or, um, you know, they're all like rolling their eyes and think we know what this is, but really what is the definition? How do you describe what ethical porn is for others? So I would explain, I think what we try to work through at sex school is ethical porn is an evolving platform that always keeps in mind consent, um, payment, personality, as well as action, the, and like the lens in which it's being portrayed. So Mm. it's not just about being ethical for the people on set and paying the people. We're also being ethical about what we're giving to consumers, because obviously when you consume something, something comes out of it. There's a reaction to that, you know, like the old saying of like, you eat too much chocolate, you get a breakout. (laughs) It's the same thing. If we're watching a lot of mainstream pornography, you might take in a few things and not even realize it. So what's different about ethical pornography is just kind of making space for really listening and thinking about not just trying to take money and capitalism and moving through the system or giving the people what they want, you know? We're gonna try to speak with our audience as well as our talent and say, okay, how are we gonna create a product that's good for you, good for me and good for them? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a really welcoming world, honestly. <laughs> ethical yeah. porn is very difficult to explain as well. Cause I feel like I could really dive into it. <laughs> you have to pull back sometimes. Like this is just yeah. the beginning. I mean, you hear the age old saying of like sex sells, but ethical exactly. sex sells and it's sexy. 
Exactly. And even when it's not sexy, it's necessary, which I think is another major, major aspect of it is we have this idea when we watch mainstream porn that everything has to be perfect, you know, perfect lighting, perfect makeup, perfect bodies, perfect vulvas, perfect penises, you know, and what's nice about ethical pornography is we kind of deconstruct that and we say, look, you can see a double chin in that choke scene we were talking about, you know, or we even have water breaks in some of our episodes. So you'll see um, specifically in a threesome episode, someone's drinking water. And that's a good reminder too, because sometimes we need it. Sometimes we have to, you know, rehydrate for our bodies or just take that moment for ourselves. So yeah, ethical porn is just awesome for everyone. (laughs) 10 out of 10 recommend. (laughs) I know like some people here also like ethical porn, um, you know, it's typically not free for me as a consumer. So, okay. So now I have to pay for conscience. (laughs) Like, so sometimes you get people who shrug it off or poo poo it and think like that is, um, you know, someone like telling me to recycle, like you feel like you should, but you really don't want to, cause you want to be lazy. Right. Yeah. Um, how do you try to sell it that it is valuable for both for all parties? Like, um, how do you spin it for those folks who are still kind of like, I'm already guilty because society has told me forever not to watch porn. Now I'm guilty another layer because I'm not paying for ethical porn. And I really don't know if this Pornhub clip is ethical or not. There's not like a little, oh, they should totally. Okay. Anyway, um, I, was like, I want like a little seal of approval on all my videos. I'm like this was ethically produced. Like um, when things are vegetarian and they have the right? bee, like yes. with the, with the plant. <laughs> I'm like, the, I totally want all my toys, like everything. If it has like a little ethical stamp, I'm like, yes, I will buy it. Um, but I think that's another part is so now I'm just guilty all around. I'm not feeling great about it anyway. It's already naughty. It's not good for me. And now it's not good for others how do we slowly start shifting that? What do you do? And I know you do that because so much of it is just piece by education. (laughs) Um, Do you have either like a campaign or anything, even in your own personal philosophy, how to kind of get rid of that icky or get someone excited to consume ethical porn? Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there. So a little bit like looking at the trends, um, we're kind of moving a lot. Well, I shouldn't say all of us because we know not all of us are moving this way, but a majority of people are moving. um, Consumers are moving to a more ethical trade in general. People are trying to, you know, buy bamboo toothbrushes and, you know, it's almost a trend now at this point to buy green, you know, at H&M, you can buy organic cotton shirts and, you know, who says your porn doesn't have to be in that same realm of things, you know, but I think what really comes to it and really um, educating the consumer about and getting them into doing something like this and paying for a service like this is just explaining to them the system because they don't understand the system of pornography. They just see the end result, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, When you don't see behind the scenes, when you're not a sex worker, when you're not on set and um, experiencing that, you have no idea how to even fathom it. Most of us think it's a dream. Like, how could you ever want more money or, or don't you get all the money in the world? What, what problems could there be with having sex as a job? You know, it's kind of the same idea as having a podcast, you know, people don't see the work that you put behind it. They just see you on the mic, having a good time. So, um, I think just informing and educating people about that process, which is what we do on our free platform. So our social media on our Instagram, we do a lot of free educational things. I like to do a takeover, um, twice a month. So I have different educators from different walks of life come step in and just educate about a topic for the day. You know, I'm going to talk about uh, sensual sexuality and aromatherapy, or we have an anal takeover coming up on the 13th, you know? So we have many different things and many different steps that we use to kind of lure people in, but at the same time, it's kind of like a subscription service, you know, not everyone's paying for their Netflix. And this isn't the kind of thing where you can just borrow your friend's password for their porn account. So (laughs) we put up yeah, I, know. I wish, right? Well, I with might. my algorithm. Yeah. Right? 
did you put this on my list? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you'd learn a lot about your friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> With some of my friends, I would do something like that. Like I have a, you know, when you work in this field and you have friends who are, you know, I don't want to say normal people, but like everyday kind of people who aren't like being sent these kinds of thing or like, you know, my day consists of like writing a synopsis on a porn. I have to watch a porn today and like write about it. Um, but yeah, I'm like deterring from the point. So. <laughs> That's what the fun is all about. Exactly. Like, so uh, yeah, what it is, is really just about educating people and bringing them back to that and talking about the steps. Because when you consume porn on Pornhub or any of these kind of generic uh basis that you can just find it for free. I mean, it's not really free. Some of it's pirated, stolen, you know, it's like looking for a film online. It's always going to have come from somewhere and it costs someone something. But the mm -hmm. thing is, is when you support these mainstream porns, you're just further marginalizing sex workers and putting a higher, like a bigger shadow on their work. And especially now, because we're in this weird stage in social media and in our culture where we have this um, horophobia of people who are like, we could never, this is only fans is becoming normal, normalized. Like how, how could this be a thing? But mm -hmm. then at the same time, we have WAP, we have like all these different songs where people are taking this marginalization, they're empowering themselves with it. So I think people like Cardi B and these celebrities and moving onto these platforms of OnlyFans, it is controversial, but I also think it helps to spell the horophobia and it welcomes people into this idea of paying for my porn and yeah. paying for this service. So everything is a double-edged sword, but we're in a consumer society. Like we have to pay for things so that I can pay for food, you know, it's a cycle. <laughs> and it's going to happen whether or not it is ethical. It's still going to be paid for. It's still going to be produced. It's still going to be created, but now we are taking away um, a lot of the harm. And so for all parties involved. So I think that's really awesome. I absolutely love the mission and um, getting around to pay for something that had always been free. And I came into porn in my age and life where like online, it was so easy, right? I'm like, oh, back in the day, I know, you know, if I had just been five years earlier, it would have been really hard. It would have like been like magazines or videos. You had to go to a store. You were already paying for it. Um, it was harder to get. And then, so it's just kind of different for me to come into that age. And then now say, yes, it is like, it should always be this way. Why was it ever not? And, um, and just asking myself those questions and checking my own bias and, and beliefs. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I want people to pay for my service, right? Um, regardless of whatever I'm doing, the effort, the work, the passion I put into it. Um, you're listening to this podcast for free. Okay. All you fuckers. So be grateful. <laughs> Um, so I think people always need a sex worker friend to put them into perspective, you yes, know, yes. I think if for people who are out there listening, if you see an event, if you see some kind of, um, route where you can meet someone and bring someone into your community that does something different from you, I really think that having a sex worker friend is incredible. And also you learn so much. I remember my first, um, sex education conference, I ended up running into three sex workers. I didn't know them. They just happened to be vegetarian like me. And we were like, well, let's go out to lunch together. And we're talking and I'm getting business advice from these people. I mean, it's absolutely crazy because I feel like it put me ahead in life mm -hmm. by sitting and talking with these three powerful women talking about how they're like taking things and monetizing it and they're doing this and they're getting this money or how even to um, advocate for yourself. That's a major thing. And that's another part of um, ethical pornography is advocating for yourself. We show the consent, we show the Mm, maybe I want a different position or I don't really like this. Could we try this? Like that, this is a part of our episodes. These are things that you see. So it goes back to that message of like, we're trying to instill in you and show you those, those skills that you need, not just for sex, 
for everything. Abdicating for yourself and saying you don't like something or you need something to be different is a major skill that we all could use in and outside the bedroom. So it's, it makes sense. Just makes sense to pay for your porn. <laughs> it's an investment. <laughs> there you go. I love it. It's an investment. That's so wonderful. So for yourself, what got you into this line of work? What even was that pull of there's something missing and I'm going to explore this and I'm probably going to go against the grain and get a lot of not support. (laughs) Yeah. Not a lot of support. (laughs) So my um, intro story is like, I like to think of it as like the hero's journey. You know, I started at a young age, kind of knew the direction I wanted to take. And through all the, the, I, I can't remember the word right now. I live in a different country. And so sometimes language barriers, like I'm yeah. thinking in another language, like, oh, I know this word in Spanish, but in English, I don't remember, but there are a lot of challenges for lack of a better word. I made it to here. So, um, I grew up in a very rural town in Virginia mm-hmm. and I watched my best friend get pregnant at 15. Well, I didn't watch. I was there though, actually. Um, she happened to bring her boyfriend over and I was hanging out after a breakup and they took a shower together. And nine months later, it's my best friend's baby. So kind of was present for that, which yeah. is funny, but, um, not an active participant, friend, but there <laughs> cheering her on outside, you know, or yeah. like waiting to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I knew so many kids in high school who were just so scared to talk about sex and we had zero sex education oh, yeah. in my school. None. Um, people thought you had to, uh, be 18 to buy condoms. And I know this isn't every supermarket, but like the supermarkets where I live, they had the condoms in the plastic, um, like thief proof containers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can't get them. And so people wouldn't buy them. So I used to buy them for kids and I would wrap them up like gifts so they could take them home. You know, like when your kid comes home and they're like, Oh, I have a gift. My friend gave me a gift. You're like, Oh, okay, whatever. Like kids are weird. They give you a gift. It's some, when I was a kid, it was silly bands, you know, like the bracelet feels like animals, like think it's something like that, but really it's a box of condoms to try to help people from getting pregnant. And, um, yeah, I just continued that route through high school. And when I got to university, I was like, okay, I really want to do this professionally, but how do I do it? There's no direct route when you're a sex educator. Now, there's more certifications in the place. There's more paths that you could take. But when I was doing this, like, I don't want to say 10 years ago, but like eight, eight, seven years ago, like, pfft, what do I do? shrouded in controversy and icky. They made it seem icky, but now it's more professional. Yeah. They're seeing the value in that. Yes. There's the, how do you tell my parents? How do you tell my family? Mm-hmm. You know, like, how do you, it's similar. It's like, I mean, I consider myself a sex worker just because I work in the route of sex. Like, how do you tell your dad you work in ethical porn? I mean, I did it, but like I told him, but you know, it's not everyone can make that, you know, make that decision to say that. So yeah, I got to university and I basically Googled sexual educator internships or jobs. And I found the Center for Sexual Education and Pleasure or the CSPH, yeah. But they just changed their name to SHIP. So I don't know what they're called now. It was a new name change, but the former Center for Sexual Education and Pleasure. pleasure. Um, And I applied for their internship and I got it. And I was like, okay, the universe is telling me to do this. And from there, I created my own programs in my university. I created a huge independent study about lubricant and osmolity and like whether the lube, you know, if for people who don't know this, KY has like a really high osmolity, which means that it takes more moisture than it gives you. And so basically like, it's not doing you right. And I remember my capstone professor who taught, I'd studied psych, but my capstone professor came to me and was like, I always talk about KY jelly in my classes. I'm going to change that now because of this presentation. And I was just like, yay, like this is real. You know, it really helped. I had a lot of um, external validation from people coming to me and asking for advice and people saying, wow, this is really good. This is the only thing I could see you in. Like I needed that validation, but 
thankfully now I don't No, not that I'm not cocky. Like, of course I'm the best, but you know, I don't need people being like, yes, yes, yes. You're so great. And I'm like, okay, good. Like I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so. You needed those clues on your, your journey that this was still fitting for you. And that was exactly. the people were like, yes, I need more. You gave me this. And it was that missing piece do you have more? <laughs> What's the next step? Like, keep going. This, this fits for you. And I think that's so great. And only reason I'm still doing this podcast, because there has been a lot of adversity and going through, and it's just like, man, it is a lot of work, but you hear the change that it makes for others. And it's like, it is valuable work. Um, and so that's really what keeps it going. And I get to have amazing people on who just, for one, expand my own awareness, um, but just helping expand the awareness of everyone. And um, if we can get over that hump of, if you've clicked on this podcast and it says sex, good job. Like I'm proud. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We, that's what we need is like, there needs to be more of this. Like, I'm proud of you for taking this step for yourself because that we're again, going back to the not abdicating, like we're not abdicating for ourselves sexually, especially as like vulva owning people, as femme people, as they were taught not to lead this life to kind of be a bit more walking on eggshells. We have to hold up appearances. We have to take care of people. We have to uphold all these different moralities and standards. So I agree. If you're listening to this podcast right now, or you're clicking on anything that says sex, like good for you. I, I hope you're taking the first step to really challenge yourself, to really dig deeper and unlearn some really toxic things that we all have learned and struggled with. But don't worry, like that struggle brings you to a whole new realm of like pleasure and liberation and freedom and education. Like being on top of the mountain is worth the climb, 100%. Like, yeah. It really is. And I love it because obviously the passion is really coming out every time you talk about it. And, you know, um, I'm sure you've had your own, obviously you even compared it to a hero's journey. So, you know, you've had your own challenges and crises and things like that, and kind of just bringing it back into um, your new world for you. Has there been any hurdles that just were, you weren't sure you were going to get through? Like, this is hard and no one sees the value or at least the moment of that for yourself. Like I'm going against a grain and this is, this is an uphill battle, which it is. Yes, <laughs> it, it definitely is. I think for me, that moment was really choosing to take a step back from my family because I had a lot of support coming from my friends and from, you know, strangers and people in my professional field. But I really saw this negative, this negative vibe, honestly, from my father specifically, from my brothers specifically. And I can understand why they feel like that, but at the same time, they're not willing to like step into my shoes and see where I am. And I remember like in high school, getting in an argument with my father about wearing high heels to school. And he's like, only whores and strippers wear high heels. And I was like, dad, CEOs and bosses also wear heels like this, mm -hmm. like what you're telling me tells me more about you than it does me. And I think for anyone who works in the sex education field, whether it's your father, your friend, your lover, your whomever, there's always going to be someone who challenges you, but because they're challenged and they're stuck themselves. And instead of reaching for a line and saying, okay, you know, his, his wife, my father's wife will ask me a million questions. I know so much about my own father's <laughs> sex life for most people it would horrify them. For me, I'm like, whatever. I just take a step back. It's just another person in my life. But for some people they'd be horrified, but it's so funny because it's like the antithesis, you know, the one, the one inside is like, how could you do this? How could you be doing this? I would never do something like this. And on the other side is their wife. Like, I want to get a sex toy or like, we want to, we want to do Viagra. Like, how do we do this? How do we take those steps? So for me, it was just about taking a step back and saying, okay, that they're, like I said, people are struggling. He's got his own thing going on. I'm not going to let that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to invest in that. And I'm going to continue to be me and be proud of me. You know, I don't need that from everybody. Not everyone has to be proud of you. You have to be proud of you, you know? 
So much so. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing so much of that and just being vulnerable with, you know, strangers, really. Yeah. Um, isn't that what porn is, right? Um, exactly. Lay it out there. <laughs> be vulnerable. Um, so tell me a little bit more of the, the sex school hub and, and everything that goes into that. Why was it created? Um, we talked a little bit about who it was for, but where do you find it? What is it? Um, yeah, so I will give it back to you, but how did that get started? <laughs> okay, so we basically got started because there was a need, you know, we all talk about how we want to know more about sex and people want to talk about sex and the things that we're learning aren't real. You know, when you're watching mainstream pornography and you think, this is how my body's supposed to look, or why don't I hear any sounds? Or, you know, there's no queefing, there's no, there's no like cramps, there's no water breaks, there's no like sitting on the toilet afterwards, like really trying to pee. <laughs> you know, like those reminders of self and reality and humanism and things like that. So there's just this need of meeting the two worlds and beyond um, talking about what people wanna see. If we're talking about the professional world of sexuality, there's this big disparity between sex workers and sex educators. Um, I feel like now people are kind of bridging that gap. But when I first started as a sex educator, it was kind of like, you're a sex worker or you're a sex educator. Like you can't be both, mm. but now people are kind of rethinking that. And I, I do agree to some degree, it makes a difference to go to school and to talk about things. Like some of the things I learned about in school were talking about the history of sex education. You know, where does it come from? When I'm talking to a certain group of people, what kind of privilege am I bringing into the room? And maybe why they have this aversion to me because of the history behind it, you know, mm. like, so I can see both sides of the coin in that respect, but what sex school does is we kind of bring those two worlds together and we say, as a sex worker, of course, you have this valuable life education experience. And as a sex educator, you might have that academic experience and we need both. We so do. we're going to take the two and we're going to put them together. And that is what sex school is. And that's, what's so beautiful about it is it's not just your classroom sex education. It's so much more. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not this dry me getting on my high horse and lecturing out of exactly. the textbook it says this and this is what you know this study and and that professor whatever it was more of an experience this is what it says and now we can go back and look at why does it say that why was it this and I love that you're marrying those two because it really is, you're going to get a gap if you don't have someone who's actually experiential in there. And then yeah. someone who has, you know, um, more of a, a traditional education background with certifications, you know, it's, it's, I obviously work in higher ed, so I'm very passionate of like education. Yeah. So we don't have to get on that soapbox. But where it is, this isn't just, oh, I heard my friend who heard my friend and this is all of our lived experience, but it's more of here's my lived experience. And also here is the research to back it up. Exactly. And, this and is so, exactly it. Yes. That's so wonderful. And this is an online service that you can find yes. videos, articles, tell us the mediums of what, how to consume this information. Yeah. So you can find us, as you said, you can find us online. So we are sexschoolhub.com and that's where you can get access to our blog. We do do some free content as well. If you sign up for our newsletter, we give you access to a few of the episodes. Um, and we have some, we have a wide array of things on there from explicit content to non-explicit content to even explicit content about how to put a period cup in, how to put a menstrual cup in. So it's not all about being sexy on sex school. You know, that's kind of this idea. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, which is sex period school period hub or on Twitter. But if you want the real meat and potatoes of our work, it's our website or it's going to be our Instagram because our Instagram is where we really put out the free content. That's when we're writing a post and we're saying, this is how we're going to talk about this sexual liberation, anal sex. Um, here's a reintroduction. Let's unlearn things and really discuss more. So if you're at a point right now where you can't pay for something, 
there, there are mediums to that, you know, and beyond sex school, like I advocate for the cause. I love sex school, but there are also different, um, ethical porn companies that you can work through like pink and white productions. They do, they're either pink and white or pink and black. I know pink and white owns pink and black, or it's the other way around. That's why it's confusing, but it pink. And one of those two colors owns another company, which is pink and the other one of those two colors. Um, and they offer, if you create captions, if you create transcripts, if you're willing to translate the, um, the transcript of an episode into another language, they'll give you free access. I mean, free, but I mean, you're working for it, you're bartering it. So there's also this aspect of um, finding ethical porn and you can't pay for it. Reach out to the company and say, hey, I have this set of skills. Could I do this in exchange for this? Could I do this thing and get this thing? You know, like I speak Spanish. I can translate this for you. And it makes things more accessible for everyone. Of course, we're happy to say, here, take this episode, take this month, take this subscription, whatever. And you're doing us a service by doing this, you know, and being a small company, we can't always pay for those things. So it's like, speak up um, when you find these ethical porn companies and really say, I want to help, or I want to, I want to be a part of this, but I just, I financially, I can't do it. Can you help me? A lot of times, like we're willing to help you, you know, we're, we're happy if you're writing us and not sending us an unsolicited dick pic. So (laughs) this, I would be, I'm so much more happy for someone to say, Hey, could you do a, a, a promo code this month versus, Hey, my dick doesn't work. Take a look. So please yes. write in with valid oh, um, Amber, questions. That's so funny. That's <laughs> so great. And we get that all the time. Um, how named the podcast. So it's salty sex cast. So someone's like, Oh, it's a casting agency for porn. <gasps> so I get all, oh. that all the time. And I was like, you know, um, if I had thought of that, if I had known before, maybe would have changed. So I get lots of um, DMs and and fun things like, here's a video, here's this, hire me. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah. So I'll send them your way. No, just kidding. But what's crazy about that is Instagram is very quick to shadow ban any sex educator, marginalized person, sex worker, anyone, queer people, fat people, just anyone quote unquote, different. Um, they're hot to take that post down in a second, but I'll have DMs sitting with some raunchy stuff yeah. and no one does anything. So it's like just this disparity of it's very clear that the issue isn't sex. The issue is the empowerment of sex. Control. That's that's what they don't want. It's control. I agree with they you. They can't 100%. monetize it um, because it's still too stigmatized. Um, so if they can't monetize it, we don't want you to be able to monetize it either. We don't want you to be more successful than us. Um, I, I have a really hard time. We just got an Instagram. This is brand new hours ago. It's hours old. Um, Put it out there. What's your handle? Um, I'm going to have to like write it in the chat. Cause it's, so it's salty period S period E period X period cast. Whew. I'm going to need to like, <laughs> like beep. Um, because again, we want to get our content out there too, and, and share all these great, you know, pieces of education. It really is education, enlightenment, it's awareness, um, empowerment, um, taking that fear and that stigma and, um, all of that away and misinformation that is very, very harmful. That's the other thing. So easy to get the misinformation out there. harms everyone the good stuff the quality stuff the stuff that's great we're hidden we're typically behind a paywall because it's not free to create this um so just like you're saying there's ways to get around that there's ways to collaborate there's ways to build each other up so don't be afraid to reach out to those um ethical porn uh companies and and educators because all of us empowering each other just makes us one strong piece of we can fight against. I don't want to, uh, unethical censorship. That's what I'm yeah. going to call it because it's not helpful. You're not helping anyone. We're just here to help. Um, we're not here to snatch your children and, you know, things yeah. like that. So <laughs> it's true. Um, 
We need our community. That's, I, yes. I feel like anyone who works in the line of sex, when we're going back to talking about not being able to talk to your family, maybe not being able to talk to your friends, not being able to talk to your partner, you know, we need community. And we also need community to kind of keep us in line and check us. You know, we need people who are different from us to say, hey, um, this might be your experience in your walk of life, but for me as, as a queer person or as a trans person or as this person, like my experience is totally different. Oh, yes. And that's what we try to do at sex school. This is why we have the takeovers because we say, Hey, take our platform, please talk about this, you know, and let's, let's get that information out there. Be talk about as much as you're willing to talk about, you know, cause it's a free thing. If you do a takeover for us, Hadley, we're not at a point where we could pay people. We'd love to be hint, hint, subscribe. <laughs> but <laughs> when we get at that point, but in the meantime, I honestly, it's people, marginalized people who are stepping up and saying, okay, I'm going to do the work for the community. And I applaud these people. And, you know, this is not what people think about when they hop onto Instagram and they see this because they don't know what it's like to be shadow banned. They don't know what it's like to not be able to express themselves in a private way, in a public way or a digital way. I mean, it's really being taken away from us all. Um, and count yourself lucky if you don't have this experience, but make sure you listen if it's not your experience and, and be willing to step up and advocate for people. I love that. Just listening. So even if it's not your experience, eh, it doesn't have to do with me. I can shut down. Really. We're asking you not to, and to just be aware, to listen. Maybe you can, you do have that power to, to support those who, who are just wanting to spread positive, healthy, um, ethical pieces of the human experience. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. So a little bit more of uh, the sex school hub. It is, um, so you have free pieces one more time, sexschoolhub.com. Yes. And we do have curriculum. I've created curriculum now, so um, we can even, if you're like a super sex geek, sex nerd um, like me, you can find curriculum. So I create, it's about five different pages per episode. And so there's a navigation sheet, which is like um, guided notes. So it's talking about the episode. It's kind of diving a little bit deeper into it. So maybe I talk about the historical context of this act, like fun facts, you know, like in Germany, a million years ago, they used to do this. Or um, we also talk about the emotional aspect of things, things that we can't bring to light in an episode. So we can say mm, like an episode about hookups. Uh, they talk about in the hookups episode, they talk about going to a bar. Some people have addiction issues. Maybe going to a bar is not for them or some people have social anxiety or now we're in a pandemic. So yeah. how are we meeting people? So um, we bring that to light in these navigation sheets in the curriculum. We talk about how you can approach someone like bold face, like do and don't or watch your language or look at these things. Um, we have a fun little quiz at the end as well as like, um, what's the other sheet called? We have navigation and then working with sex school. Working with sex school is like an interactive worksheet, but it's not so much like homework. It's more like take 10 minutes for yourself, meditate and think about your boundaries take, um, and write them down, like write about this experience. It's kind yeah. of like journaling almost like it's holistic, like guided journaling. Yeah. Yes. yeah a holistic approach to yes. absorbing this content. Exactly. How cool is that? And I am all for like social emotional learning and where yes. you need to have that mindfulness and shut down a lot of other things to be able to absorb it in the way, um, that it was meant to be. So that's so cool. Like yeah. nerd out. You totally just got, <laughs> got like a nerd boner from me. So for sure. Um, that's so fun. And, um, oh shoot. You said something else that really triggered, um, some excitement in me too, of just the, the taking notes, all of that. I think that's so. And taking you time. That. You know, yeah. like we, we often with sex, it equates to like, there's this right, or there's this wrong, like they, people don't talk about the fluidity or the range or the spectrum of sex. So what this curriculum is for is like, who in their right mind talks about take 10 minutes for yourself and think about 
what you like when you masturbate or something like that. Like right. no one tells you set that time, ugh, so that time aside for yourself. So it's kind of like, we're stepping forward again and we're advocating for you and we're saying, okay, like you're watching this porn and, and this is interesting and this is sexy and you can feel all these things. Now let's rewatch it in a different light. You know, like how people talk about like post nut clarity. It's like post nut clarity of, of, and educating yourself in that, you know, when you come down here, like, why was I watching this again? And then you go, this is why now I'm going to take this 10 minutes and I'm going to do some breath work while I'm, while I'm masturbating and see the difference Mm -hmm. or, you know, so (laughs) it's embodies. Yeah. And some people are probably rolling their eyes or like, ah, fucking touchy feely shit. But that touchy feely shit is still happening inside of you, regardless of you being attention, like being aware of it or not. Why not Mm -hmm. tap into that power and to be like, hey, if I am watching this for a need, what is my need? How can I advocate for myself and really understand my needs, my boundaries? So you're just asking them to slow down enough and ask those questions. Exactly. That's so wonderful. So I remembered what I was like (laughs) thinking about. I'm just so excited about all this stuff. Do you have a place on your website or, you know, if someone has a request on educational content and they're like, I really, you know, could you ever create a video about this? Or you talked about this, but I need more. Um, is there a place for that? Like requests? Yeah. So, um, our DMS are open, honestly, as long as you're really, truly coming from a good place, DM us on Instagram, DM us on Twitter. Um, sometimes Instagram hides things. I've I've actually been learning about on my own personal Instagram. I got shadow banned and a friend was trying to send me memes and couldn't send me anything. Um, so the shadow banning is really, it's really going deep, but if you can't reach us or we're not responding from a genuine question, uh, you can definitely write us on our website. If you scroll to the bottom of sexschoolhub.com, there's like a Q and a, it's like, leave a comment for us. And with some of the questions, we'll post them with the consent of the question asker, and we will give the answer to them. So we definitely like to hear from you. We were even doing a podcast for like a hot, hot second. Um, we only did like four episodes because like people didn't seem to be as engaged with it, but just write us in, write to us, you know, or write into this podcast and Mariah can hit me up and be like, Hey, people are asking me this, please. Can you make this happen? You know, we have a direct line of connection here. Um, like this is a part of my community now. Like I consider this podcast, a part of the sex school, the EXO community. So there's so many different routes you could take to get a hold of someone, but yeah, just reach out. Like we're here, we're listening. (laughs) We really are. So again, my email for the salty sex cast is salty sex cast at gmail.com. Send us a question. And, you know, that's an automatic filter into Amber's DM. No, I'm just kidding. I got, I got the, the right of way, but um, yeah. no, it's really neat. Is Do you see themes and information that people want more of? Yeah, I think a lot of people just want to know if they're broken. That's oh. always what people are asking. Oh. It's like, is this normal? Is this okay? Like, am I doing this right? You know, I, I got a question today, actually, I, I'm going to speak with one of my friends. She, she's a sex worker and she works on Twitch. And sometimes I stream with her and answer questions for her followers. And someone wrote in today and they said, I like being pegged. Am I gay? They're having this crisis about their own sexuality because of something that they like, because they don't, there's this correlation of like people who are penetrated are gay or are women, you know, like that's the idea of like, if you're submissive and if you're being penetrated, you're the weaker one. And this, there's this fear in that, um, because it's not like socially acceptable, but in reality, tons of people are doing it. Of course, you're not gay. If you like being pegged, like you just like being pegged, you know, like you like the sensation, you like that connection with your partner or role switching. I mean, how sexy is that? That's really a fun thing to play as. Yeah. And to have that trust and vulnerability with that partner doesn't mean you automatically want that with everybody else and that experience. So uh, for sure, that's something I'm always like, let's unpack a lot of that. Yes. That's that's a lot of these questions. It's really like 
genuinely people, they aren't even asking like, how do I do this? They're just like, is it, is it okay that I'm doing this? They need that validation that just like, yes, like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's like how we were talking about, like, where's our sticker? Where's our emblem? Like we need like yeah, the thumbs the up, approval. like it's okay. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I'm, if I have to validate you on some level, I'm willing to validate people, you know, like there's obviously a limit for when we work in this kind of industry, how far we're willing to kind of stretch ourselves for, um, helping people out. But when you work in like the sex industry, you have a strong empathy for people because people will just break and like that wall will come down and they just tell you everything about their sex Mm -hmm. life, about their problems, about their fears. And they really open up to you. And in that moment, you really have to be so fragile with them because what you say will impact them from that moment on, you know, if you brush them off, you, you really mess someone up. So That's so powerful to say and point that out. And I love that you're bringing that up because a lot of times we, I even get feedback on our episodes because we are, we go to some extremes. We talk about some crazy lifestyles and I haven't even used those words, but very extreme and, and, um, on the, like the kink and the polar, yeah. very polarized. Thank you. I'm like, I can't think of the word I'm over Don't here worry. swinging to the spectrum on this side of the spectrum, <laughs> swinging, you know, things like that. So when others are like, am I super vanilla because I've only had sex with one partner my whole life. And because I'm not into all these things. So something's wrong yes. with me because I'm quote unquote normal or have just yeah. a regular sex life is what they say like, no, not at all. And this podcast is still for you. Like you can still gain a lot of that because what if your friend comes to you and has this kink? What if your, your children have questions and you're not sure how to answer? This is still that education. This is still human humanizing this big Mm -hmm. piece of who we are. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. We have some crazy things and some things that even I'm like, Ooh, like that's intimidating for me. Like that's a whole different thing I've never even heard of. And I like to think that I'm somewhat like a burst, right? <laughs> Thank you. And so like, there's some times that I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like respect. Cause that that's some dedication. <laughs> so did you have to go through a SAR for your certification process? Now I'm like turning it on you. Like, <laughs> like do you know what SAR is? Um, not in Con- I need more context with this. Okay. So sorry for anyone listening as well, because like, this is when we step into that professional field and we're like professional, professional, like, you know, this acronym, right? Like right, <laughs> so yes. SAR is sexual attitude reassessment. So it's a part of my certification pro- um, progress. Well, like part of the process. Um, and basically what it is, it's a three day intensive. It's like eight hours a day for three days. And you're shown some of the different um, extremes of the sexual world. And I mean, you're watching like explicit pornography with complete strangers. You're pouring your heart out. You're talking about your own experiences, their experiences, the experiences of people. Um, I remember in my SAR, uh, we watched a clip about the HIV AIDS epidemic Mm -hmm. and the documentary was called Bug Catching which was apparently a trend with gay men at this time where they were chasing the virus. And it's funny now because with COVID, we've kind of seen that where people were having COVID parties, right? Where, and at that time, when you're talking about HIV, I remember I watched it and I will say like, I was horrified. It was the one thing in the three days that really had me like, holy fuck, I could not imagine if someone came to me and told me that I would freeze, which is what they, in this experience, the whole point of it is to educate you on something. So when someone approaches you, remember like that fragile little baby, yeah, you don't freeze like, and oh, freeze. you do that. Yes. Yeah. Like that visceral reaction that you have of like, oh my God. And then you have to like pull back your and go back into that professional self. This kind of um, prepares you for those moments where you can just be like, okay, yes, I've heard of this. Okay. I know what this is. And they, they talked about their perspective and the whole idea was just about, um, if I'm going to die, I'm going to take it into my own hands. And it's, it's really kind of takes this virus where they were dehumanizing people. And they remind you, like, these are scared people. These are scared people who are doing things that aren't rational necessarily because no one's helping them. So this is what they're doing. They've been shunned. Yes. 
And so that was the effect on you. Like, okay, there are some extremes that you weren't prepared for. Yeah. Your own life experiences haven't really given you that view. So yes, there's definitely times that I'm like, oh, take a little step back. And that is cool. But yes, um, I have not gone through the sexual one um, for my, um, coaching certification. There are a lot of things people drop on you and just having that empathy, that unconditional positive regard really has helped me kind of not have that internal bias, um, as far as an external reaction. Mm-hmm. There's still that internal bias. Cause I'm a human being and I have those of thoughts course. and I'm like, this is very different. This is very new. I'm very like, not even scared, but unprepared, I should say. Yes. That's like the the best way to explain it. But there are times and some people have vastly different views than I do, especially when we're talking about um, religion. Like that's a piece of me that I've also shared on the podcast that I just, I have a hard time connecting with because of my own personal experience and Mm -hmm. my, you know, religious trauma that I'm still working through honestly, but there's plenty of times that I work one-on-one with a client and they're like, God has brought me here. And like, this is his will. And mm-hmm. internally I'm like rolling my eyes <laughs> and I'm just like, uh-huh. But then I remind myself that's how they get to connect and make sense of their world. And it truly is, um, a gift for them. Yes. That, that yeah. is their truth. I can totally fucking honor that. Like, then I remember myself and who I want to be, how I want to be treated. I want someone to honor me and my truth. So I'm like, yes. And I get just as excited for them as they are. But there is that moment of like, okay. And so I'm sure with that video you were saying and that training, it was very like, okay, I'm prepared. I've seen this. I've kind of heard about this. I'm sure there's some darker places that I've just never gone before. And I don't even want to use darker, um, just, uh, shadowed unknown. And so it's really interesting. So I know the podcast has a lot of those topics that people are like, okay. And that's why I love having the podcast. Cause it's a very safe medium to like absorb and be like, no one really knows what I'm listening to right now. It's just kind of, um, it's safe. And so, uh, I like that you've put a lot of safety in the sex school hub. It's a lot of safety. It is. We're not judging you that you don't know how to choke someone, but maybe yeah. you're curious, like you don't have to Google cause that's scary. Don't Google some of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> misinformation for one, the skill to have to differentiate between, good media literacy. Exactly. It's a skill, skill. but um, it's a skill that I think most of my energy was spent in school. Like all of my professional training is like how to break something down. Is it quality information or is it not? Um, Exactly. But safety of non-judgment, like you get to explore and we're giving you that, that opportunity to explore in a non-judgmental safe way. It's fucking rad. I'm all about that. <laughs> Love it. What's beautiful about the social media too is now um, we have clear connections with people. Is like I said, like now your audience is reaching my audience. But if you really don't know who to follow, or you know, you look at a sex educator and you say, "Oh, I'd love to hear from a sex educator who looks like me, who talks like me, who lives like me." Check out our followers again. Like going back to that community, all you have to do is get on someone's Instagram page and see who they follow and it's kind of like professionals vetting other professionals, you know, like if I'm following someone on social media or if I'm on their podcast, like I've vetted them, I've listened, I've heard, I've like spoken to them or whatever. I I wouldn't just set foot on anything, you know, like how they say like all publicity is good publicity. Like when we're talking about sex, that's not the case Mm. because people will totally try to twist things around or like Howard Stern, you know, like, am I allowed to talk, like say name people like that? Like, I don't know. He gets sued by You're like, someone. Oh no. yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, that's a very clear example. Like there's a big um, clip of him going around on TikTok right now where he's like really being nasty, like Anna Nicole Smith. He's like making fun of her for being like a fat whore. It's like literally what he's saying to her, basically. He's like, get on a scale. Let me weigh you. And so it's like, this is not the kind of person that you should take sex advice from, you know, like, But once you find that one person, 
you can get the ball rolling in the correct direction. So again, vet your sources, but once you find a good source, you're not lost. Like you, now you have a path that you can take to find other people and find the people that you need in your life. I love that. I really love your approach and it's not all like we're the one true source and only come no, to no. us, but it's where it, it is. You have to uplift one another. Like it's, this isn't a community where it's cutthroat. I've never seen anyone like, but not only listen to my podcast, but not only listen to only get your sex information here. It's more of, yeah, let's, let's collaborate. Let's share each other. Let's because it's been so scary for so long. We're yeah. Done. We're done with the fear. So I love it. It's so great. Um, <laughs> if there's one piece of advice or one thing you would love to leave everyone today, what would it be? I think live your truth and advocate for yourself. You don't have to live it outwardly if you're not ready if you're not ready to say that you love to be gang banged and you don't have to wear it on a t-shirt but if that's something you want to explore within yourself go for it and dive just a little bit deeper think about what is it about that gang bang that I like or what is it about this thing that I'm watching that I like and then once you kind of see that you'll be able to find yourself and find a path into a whole new direction, whether that's in your own exploration, in your own community that you may find through that or a new genre or experience you may find from that. You might see what I like about this is the power. What I like about this is the whatever. So I think what I leave people with is trust in yourself, but be willing to recognize that we harbor things that are really toxic for ourselves and um, take times to listen to yourself and to others again with those different experiences because in the end when we're talking about sex we just we really want you to be happy like in reality when i talk to someone and i leave them my day doesn't necessarily change like their life changes you know of course i think it's amazing but i may never know that but I like to think that with these platforms and these people and podcasts and things is we hope that you can transform yourself and that you can have your best pleasure experience and just life in general. It's all part of life. <laughs> it's a lot. It's not even like one thing. I can't, I'm too long-winded. I can't just say one thing. I have to be like everything in the universe and we're all connected, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, that's your truth though. And you're honoring it. I love it. It's it. And it is, it is so interconnected. I think that's everyone hears sex and they're like, oh no, this is a little box that goes in the corner under the bed. Yeah. I don't look at it. I don't talk about it. I think about it. I know it's there. Um, but really how much of that piece of us connects us is what, um, holistically. I think I had an episode about like, what does that look like holistically? Sex is in every piece of your life. If you don't want to see it, that's fine, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly. really cool. That's really cool. Um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing yeah. all of this again, one more time. Yeah. Where should our listeners go to find ethical educational resources on sex? Okay. So please check us out on Instagram at sex period school period hub or you can find us under the same username on twitter just no periods or sexschoolhub.com um find us through there please follow us we're really close to 10,000 followers we're so so close um once we get that we can get the swipe up function which was like super major um but we just appreciate your support in general and again reach out we're here for you. And um, yeah, we can connect you with a lot of great people with these takeovers. So find us on Instagram, Sex School Hub, everywhere. <laughs> and if you just found our brand new little baby Instagram, we follow. <laughs> so yeah, just find the people that we follow and all the things. Um, again, if you have any questions, you can email me um, the podcast at saltysexcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're not as censored on Facebook, but we're still kind of, which is funny because Facebook has Instagram, whatevs. Um, yeah. And then 
Um, if you would love to financially support the podcast and um, get exclusive content, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast. And just for $5 a month, um, you get some really cool stuff and this is subscription. So you can just do one month and be done. You can come hang out with us, um, whatever you'd like, but again, thank you for everyone listening. Amber, thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a pleasure. I'm so excited for what the future holds for our (laughs) collaboration and everything. And, um, hope everyone has a great week or two weeks. I don't know. We're still playing around with the intervals of the episodes. Maybe it was just for the summer. We did two weeks, maybe for the fall. (laughs) We'll be, we'll be back at a regular interval, but We love you nonetheless. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.